here this morning. It's a privilege and an honor to stand before God's people to minister to them this morning. I, I count it a great joy. I would also like to thank the leadership of the church for giving me this opportunity and for believing in the grace of God upon my life. Mostly what happens is that in the beginning of the year, we are all expecting a word from God that would push us or usher us into the new year or give us a word for the year. And I'm believing God that this morning God will minister to us through his word. Let's pray for his word. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless your name because you are God and you are a good, good father. This morning, be exalted in your church. We thank you that you are here in our midst because your word says that where two or more are gathered in your name, there you are in their midst. So we thank you that you are here. I pray that, Father, you set me aside and you minister to your people that which you have planned for today. That at the end of the day, we'll give all the glory, all the honor to you because you are God and forever you reign. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. So today I'll be talking to you about uh, a message I've titled or entitled The Unplanned or the Unsuspecting Blessing. So Unplanned or Unsuspecting Blessing or Breakthrough. I have so many other options you could go for. So you can go for The Unplanned or Unsuspecting Blessing or The Unplanned or Unsuspecting Breakthrough. Our main verse for today is from Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 to 19. And I read. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. So I'm sure we've all heard about this verse time and time over again. I think the whole Christmas season, we heard a word concerning this particular verse. So this is a young carpenter, a young energetic man, and a, a young virgin Mary who are pledged to be married. So I'm assuming that it's, they have like probably a few months to their wedding, and they are making plans. They are so excited to be married. So I have here, Mary had already contacted the makeup artist, the hairdresser for the wedding, had made down payment, so obviously Joseph would have gone to see the DJ, made down payment for the party, for the after party, after the wedding, and all those things. Joseph had gone to the shop, I'm thinking of a shop, probably uh, Alan Stein Brothers, which is, I mean, quite, the price is quite affordable, so he had gone there done the measurements, chosen a set color, cho chosen a shoe, chosen a tie color and all that. So he's actually busy buying stuff. Mary had already given her measurement to a very popular Italian wedding gown company and they had done all the fitting and everything. So she was also good. The most interesting part was they had already put posted their wedding invitation on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media outlets. They had already put their information there. 
that we are going to get married on this day. We are, you are all invited. So their friends were also excited. And more interestingly, they had booked their honeymoon in Europe. And their plan was to travel uh, all of Europe, probably four or five countries, and then have a, a seven-day stay in Dubai. So this was the great plan. They had planned all this. Everything was moving as planned. But then just when they were making all these plans, their parents were excited everything was going on as planned. The unexpected happened. The lady who was said to be a virgin was found in the morning vomiting. I'm not sure, but my wife never vomited during her, her pregnancy. But one thing that was obvious was her nose became bigger, her mouth and her face became bigger, and obviously her tummy started growing bigger. So we saw these signs that the Virgin Mary, the lady who was said to have not known any man, started showing signs of pregnancy. In my culture, the first question that will be asked will be to the man. You, you just have a few months to your wedding. Couldn't you have just waited? You could have just waited for a few months. Then Joseph comes up to say, I have no idea. I've, 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 I've literally not known this lady in that sense. So I have no idea about where she's getting this pregnancy from. So within the period of being happy and preparing for getting married, one incident has changed Mary's pride, Mary's joy, Mary's happiness into everyone calling Mary the unfaithful fiancé. Because the, hus the, the husband-to-be says, he's not the one. So then, who is it? So then the community is calling Mary unfaithful. The community says, Mary, what have you done? Everyone is wondering what has happened. And obviously the family is saying, if it's not Joseph, then you have brought big shame to us. You've brought big disgrace to the family. And how can Mary get pregnant without her fiancé being aware of her pregnancy? But the truth was, Mary was actually saying the truth. She had not known any man, and it was the Holy Spirit. Because Mary was aware, but Joseph did not have any idea, because Mary was the one who the angel came to and said, you'll be, you'll be with a child, his name will be Emmanuel, meaning God with us, and he'll be the Savior. So Joseph did not have any idea. So bringing it to our lives, sometimes we make business plans, we make educational plans, we make travel plans, wedding plans, any plan at all. And everything seems to be going on well. Everything seems to be going as planned. Then all of a sudden, something happens. And then you begin to ask, why? How come? How come this has happened to me? Am I not the one who is always in church serving? Am I not the one who is always praying and fasting every day? Am I not the one serving the communion? Am I not the one serving people at the back with tea and hot coffee? So you wonder why. But this morning I came to tell us sometimes God uses these things to give us the breakthrough as we will see shortly.
So on the verge of being glorified as a young virgin, Mary came to a point where she was actually now being pointed fingers at us being unfaithful. Now, I think it, it, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll look at some points, but obviously that will be later. So how do we define these situations as children of God? So anytime things happen to you, anytime you face a challenge, an issue, you should know that it is God. Because the word of God says that he knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. So as a child of God, as you walk with God, if troubles, trials come your way, you should know that God is involved. And as I think we mostly see that if God is in your boat, then your boat will not sink. Because if Christ is involved, the storm will be, will, will be calmed. Now let's go to verse 19. Matthew 1, verse 19. It reads, Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So Joseph was a law-abiding citizen, but because he loved Mary so much, he said, let me protect her, let me not bring her to the public and shame her. I was a bit confused using the word divorced because was it that he was going to get her, get married to her and then divorce her or, or, or was he planning on, on breaking the wedding plans and everything? But however it was planned, Joseph had decided to do it quietly on the quiet side. So he, he decided not to go and put all this information on Facebook Oh, Mary, my girlfriend, as you guys know from last week's post, I posted that uh, we are getting married, but unfortunately, we went to the doctors and they said she's, she's pregnant. And I, Joseph, have no idea about it. He said not to do that, but he said to basically on the quiet side, go and see the family. I'm just, I'm just assuming. Go and see the family and say, see, guys, your daughter is, is pregnant, and I have no idea about it. So let's break this marriage plan. So in our own lives as children of God, when things happen, uh, we tend to say, let me just leave the church quietly. Let me just divorce my partner quietly. Let me just move out quietly. Let me stop this business quietly. Let me leave this company quietly. Let me not make so much noise. But we tend to quit. We tend to move away because we've had an, one issue or the other. I remember when we had our first baby boy. So I, I think most of you believe and know that Genesis is our first child. But our, but, but our very first child was a boy. Yeah, so when my wife was about eight months pregnant, we went to do like the normal scan, so we were so excited waiting for the baby and all that. And then what happened was we went to do a scan and the first doctor said, something seemed not to be going on so well with 
the baby. And we were like, okay, so what's the problem? He said, he, she's not seeing any skull. So, so the, the baby does not have any bone around the head. It's just the flesh. And we're like, oh, this doctor doesn't know what he's saying. We are children of God. We have faith. This cannot happen. So the doctor said, okay, let's go and see a senior doctor. So we went to see, I mean, I think it's the biggest hospital in our country. So we went to the, the doctor said, mm, from what he's also seeing, he's a more like a, a senior doctor. He said, from what I'm seeing, I think what, what the lady is saying is, is true. The baby seemed not to have any skull at all. Then we were like, oh, this cannot be true. Let's go and see a private expert, a private guy who, is, who has got his own. Then he, he also checked in and he was like, yes. Well, it's not really like the baby does not have a skull, but I mean, the baby does not have like the back side of the skull, so the front side is there, but the back is not there. I, I, I remember my, my wife just sat in the car and she started crying. And I was, I was driving. And she's like, and, and she, she, she has a way she can mention, like she has a way she calls me. Say, Nana, why? And it was, uh, it was a very difficult time in our lives as children of God. I remember then the next day I had to go to church and lead worship. So I held the mic. And I, I raised the first song because in our country it's a bit different from what we do here. In our country, you, you sing any song that comes in, so it's not like properly like rehearsed. So I had, I, 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 I had, I held the mic and I, I said a song. I just want to thank you, oh Lord. Then I started crying. Most people did not know why I was crying, but I knew why I was crying. And when when the doctor confirmed it, we the first place we went, we went straight to our pastor's house. My wife was talking to, to him. For me, I was just out there crying and just being all emotional. <laughs> then, what happened? That period of time, I think for a, a month, I could not pray. Not that I could not pray. I didn't want to pray. I was like, God, I'm the one who prays for people. I'm, I'm helping this church. I go to church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every single night I'm in church, praying for people, worshiping, leading. People are testifying, oh, I got this breakthrough, I got this, I got that. So why, why? I mean, what did we do? I mean, there were so many theories people were saying it was blah, 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 blah. But to me, I, I remember one service where the, the, the church we attend, the, the, the man of God is a, a prophet of God. So we went to church and he was prophesying to people, I've seen that God is doing this, God is doing that in your life. And the devil just jumped into my head. I was like, oh, don't mind him. He saw all these things and he could not even see that your baby, blah, 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 will happen to the, your, your baby and you couldn't pray about it. I was, I was just so, was I mad at God or I was mad at myself? I don't know, but I was mad at someone and, I, and, and it seems like it was God. I was 
just so mad. Like, I, I just go to church and I sit like this. Because I have to be there because I'm a, a leader in the church. But I, I just need to be there, so I just sit. The sermon is preached, passes over my head. The music is coming. I just, I just did not care. And during that time, all I needed was a word from God. Just one word from God. And during that time, I think about a month afterwards, I had admission to come to, come to New Zealand to do my, my PhD. So my wife was like, you have like two months to get me pregnant before you leave. <laughs> so we're like, we're sad at the same time because we had, the doctor said the baby will not survive. So we, the best thing is to terminate the pregnancy. So we terminated the, 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 the pregnancy. I, I remember my dad called me once and he was, he was like, I'm older than you, I'm your dad, but I don't have any, any experience of a kind, so I don't know what to tell you, but be assured that God is too faithful. If you are taking one, he will give you multiplied, pressed down, shaking together, and it will run over. So don't be worried, don't be sad. It's painful, it's difficult, but don't be worried. And I think mostly that's what happens in, in, in our lives. When things like this happen, we tend to get mad at the church or get mad at God or even in our business, we get mad at our, our boss, get mad at the secretary, get mad at the guy who, the immigration officer who is not helping. Okay, that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we, 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 we tend to just get mad and quit. After all, I mean, if I don't get this, okay, let me, just, let me just quit. But then we should put at the back of our minds that God says he will not allow any temptation that is greater than us or that we cannot overcome to, 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 to come to us. So we should know that God is too faithful. He, 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 he loves you too much to allow something that you cannot control. I think this is the last thing I'll say about myself. <laughs> so last, last year, I, I think about almost Christmas, my friend who is also a pastor in the same church lost his, his son, his, his first son. And for, for him, he, the wife gave birth to the son, fully healthy. Then within like five, 10 minutes, the son died. No one could speak to that issue because no one had an experience. So when I heard about the issue, I called and I said, I've been through something similar. I know it's painful, but you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. And what he, he told me was, our pastor could not speak to me. I, I didn't want to listen to anyone because no one felt, felt what I feel now or no, no one can feel what I feel now. But you have gone through a, a similar thing. So through that, through my experience, I was able to bless someone for him to come out of his own experience. So whatever you are going through, no matter how painful, difficult it is, God is preparing you to bless someone with your experience. It might not be the same experience, but 
you could bless someone with your experience. I had this experience, and God brought me through. So don't leave the church. <laughs> don't stop the fasting. <laughs> don't stop serving. Don't stop praying. Don't stop reading. Don't stop that business plan. Don't stop that business. Don't leave that marriage. God is too faithful. Now we move on to expectation. So Mary and Joseph had been promised a son. They knew that he would be called Emmanuel, the son of God. The son came and the community were expecting something different. The community were expecting a young boy who would be probably a carpenter just like his dad and will help the family business grow. So Jesus was born just like all the kids we have here. The mom and dad knew that, okay, this guy is a, a special guy. He has, he's a son of God. But the community were expecting something else. We're expecting the guy who will help them fix their tables, who will help, help them fix their broken chair, their ceiling, their roof. They were expecting a carpenter. Uh, uh, other theories also say that they were expecting someone who would be politically inclined, who will help them out of the, the control of the Romans. Yeah, but I, I, I don't want to go there. But then, as children of God, we should not limit what God can do. We shouldn't put God in a box. Sometimes, not only our expectations. We, we expect God to do this much. And then we, and we, we also put a limitation. Okay, so God will have to do this much. And I think God will have to do it this way and that way and that way. So we kind of draw a plan for God. But then God's word says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 to 21 that now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. This verse basically says that our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above our own expectations. And sometimes there are some expectations or there are some prayer topics. I, I, I remember one, one day, one of my friends, he hasn't had the chance to go to the university. But one of his prayers, God, God, make me a millionaire. At a point, he was, he was shy to say, because all the people around him have gone to school, done masters and all that. So we were praying, God, make me this, God, make me that. He was shy. But God says, even the things you are thinking of, the things you wish for that you can pray about, the prayer points that you can pray about, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above those things. This morning, allow God to blow your mind. Amen. Amen. The last thing I'll, I'll say is the actions of Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph had gone through a period of pain, a period of 
disappointment and probably a period of shame. But then they held on to the word of God. They, they held on to God who said, I'm giving you a son. This son shall be Emmanuel. This son shall be the savior of the world. They held on to the word of God. And let's see what happened to them. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So the actions of Mary and Joseph, holding on to the word of God, running with the word of God, taking care of God's word, who was a child in the mother's womb, what happened was when the son was born, the same thing that brought them shame, the same thing that brought them disappointment, the same thing that brought them confusion, probably disgrace, the same thing brought them visitors of substance, important visitors, three wise men. I mean, for the Bible to call you wise men, a wise man, then obviously these guys were wise men. And they brought gifts. They, they, they did not just come to see the baby. They came with gifts. So this morning, I'm, I'm just, I just want to encourage you that the same thing that is giving you pain now, the same thing that's making you worry, the same thing that's making you disturbed, I'm believing God and I'm trusting God. According to the word of God, God, God spoke to me last night and said, that same thing that is giving you pain, that same that, that's giving you problems, he will use that same situation to bless your life. Amen? Finally, okay, let's, let's do this. So this morning, what we've, we've done is, this is what I do in my class. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm acting like a, a teacher this morning. So this morning, what we've done is we've looked at the definition of our circumstances. How do you define your circumstances? Do you see your circumstances in the, according to the word of God? So view your circumstance, your situation through the eyes of the word of God or through the eyes of God. Our expectations, let's not put an expectation or a limit to what God can do in our lives and our actions. As I, I just said, let's hold on to the word of God. Let's keep the prayer up. Let's keep the serving up. Let's keep the worshiping up. Let's keep the marriage up, the business up. Let's keep working with that. So this morning, finally, keep that dream, that business, that prayer life, that fasting life, that serving, that learning, that worship running. Because God has a plan that is higher than your own plans. But then he requires your attention. He, he requires that you trust him. He requires that you know that he will not fail you. He requires that you keep doing that, that which you are doing. You, keep, you, you, you hold on to his word. And that also he requires you to be available. The word of God said that I, I, I look for a man who stands in the gap. And then a prophet of God said, 
God send me. God, here I am. If we only avail ourselves this morning. I believe, I believe in what God can do. I've seen what God can do. And I'm trusting that this morning our God is too faithful to fail us. God bless you. Let's pray. Our Master Jesus, this morning we thank you. We bless you for your word, which is true. For in the beginning you were your word, and your word was with you, and you are your word. So we bless you this morning. We thank you. We thank you that this morning you've made us know that we should hold on to that which you have entrusted in, in our hands. So this morning we run back to you and we say, Father, take our marriages, take our business plans, take our ideas, take our educational plans. Most importantly, take our relationships with you. With you. Bless it, multiply it. Give us the heart to trust, the heart of faith. Bless us and increase us. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. God bless you.